How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject. Uh, let's talk about humor. Let's talk about something super, <laughs> super, uh, super duper, duper, duper funny. And that is politics. <laughs> no, sorry to, um, sorry to be talking about this subject, but we're we're gonna delve a little bit further than your typical listen to this side's uh stupid rants compared to this other side's stupid rants, which by the way, I will say in the defense of I think it was ABC, NBC, I don't know who it was, they did a great job moderating the two presidents. I think well, first off, Donald Trump our current president is definitely struggling at the moment, or at least feels this pressure that he's struggling to an opposing person that honestly is probably one of the easiest candidates to beat uh, electorally. But for whatever reason, our president just continues to choose to shoot himself in the foot and kind of ruin his chances of defeating such an easy opponent. But I think, um, and the cards aren't stacked in his favor in the first place, but he's just making it worse for himself. And I addressed this, uh, I think, a week ago when I was talking about um, how I felt bad for the president. But anyways, uh, I will say that this presidential debate was a lot better, and that's not really saying much, than the um, first debate that happened. I mean, literally, you didn't get to listen to either person talk a majority of the time without the other person interjecting and interrupting the other person. Um, this time around, there was the threat of, hey, if you speak out of line, you're going to get muted. But I don't think they even had to play that card at all during this debate because, um, like I was saying, our president at the moment is kind of having to look more presidential to try to kind of get some votes um, that he definitely lost from his first debate. But anyways, so uh, I was watching the debate and I, I, it's just so funny to be honest. Like as a politician, I guess it's, it's, I want a true leader. And to me, a true leader is, and this isn't just in uh, like presidential um, circumstances. This is like an, any category of individual that takes up some form of leadership role within either an organization or in government. But to me, an effective leader is someone that can come up in front of an audience of individuals, hear something negative about either something their party did or that they did in the past, and just stand there and take ownership and say, yeah, you know what, either this was something that wasn't right in our party and... Um, we need to we need to move forward from these points. These are learning experiences, and people make mistakes. And of course, you you elect an official into a position in the hopes that they will never make these types of mistakes. But no one is perfect, and with the resources and the information that we had at the time, we thought that this course was the right course. Reflecting on it now, I would have never made that decision. And if anything. I am promoting this agenda now. Um, but in the end, no one truly knows the ramifications of these choices that we make. 
all that I can say is that I'm always going to be doing what I think is right for America in general, not for one class of person or the next. I'm doing this in the sense that everyone will benefit from the system, not in an unequal way, and that everyone has um, everyone has the opportunity to be prosperous in this in this country and be healthy and be entitled to the work that they do. Um, I, I would love to see a politician do that. Just like be upfront and honest. But every single time it's brought up like, hey, you guys said this or did this. What are your thoughts on it? Well, yeah, you're kind of taking it out of context or this and that. Like it wasn't me. I was only VP at the time or I'm a moron. It's just, it, it was the stupidest thing. And it, it makes me appreciate more my idea of living in a self-sustaining. I, I'm not going to lie here. This is uh, the self-sustaining idea where essentially I live on a big plot of land with like my closest friends and family and we live in self-sustaining homes and we kind of, we develop our own community I think that's my way of escaping the trajectory that I see this country going. I don't even think if I ever got into politics that I could ever address any of the issues. It's impossible. The bureaucracy is too corrupt. The system just needs to be refreshed. And then it makes you wonder and think, like we know that our political system isn't perfect. It's weird to think about it because I mean, we're all born into this system. I don't know anyone that is still alive that was alive during the founding of our country. But so it's it's hard to reflect on these ideas because unless you travel a lot, which I have and I've seen other systems but they're all very democratic, the systems. They're just a little bit different in essence. But they all lean towards the democratic side because I've never been to any communist country or any dictator-run country. Um, and so I don't, I don't have that perception to things, but I know if I were to go there, I would have a better idea of what those, those government lifestyles would be like. But it's, it's weird to reflect on this idea that Prior to the founding of our country, politics was uh, was handled a certain way. There was essentially dynasty, not dynasties. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, everything was very. Uh, we'll just say dynasties. We'll just say uh, it was all nobility. It was all kings and queens, essentially trying to battling one another for uh, access to resources and land land for resources so their empire could grow more and that's what it was like for i mean maybe a thousand years and then prior to that you started going into like the the, the founding of original democracies which was like ancient uh ancient greece that then got taken over by rome but like Government systems have always been changing. They've always been changing throughout the course of time. And I am not going to be one to say that I believe that the system we're in is perfect. It is not. It is devoid of perfection. Our founding fathers could not account for where technology would be right now and the way that the 
the corruption could infiltrate the level of politics that we have. And honestly, our founding of our country was based on a lot of shitty standards to current perspectives on things. I mean, slavery was a big proponent of things. You had to, you couldn't vote as an American back in the day. The only way you could vote is if you were a landowner. Uh, and a lot of people weren't landowners. It was very, uh, our country was has always had this, the founding of our country was developed by aristocratic individuals. No one was ever in the position of our founding fathers. None of them were in a position where they didn't have a ton of wealth, at least in this country compared to like England. I don't think their wealth was that high, but that's like the argument. Like if I made a ton of American dollars, say I'm a millionaire here, a millionaire in America is not that much, but if you're a millionaire in any like a, a millionaire in U.S. dollars and take that to any South American country, you're worth a ton of money out there. That's a lot of money. It's the same premise. Like the founding fathers, they weren't all, they didn't own a ton of money compared to like the average person. I mean, that's not true either because a lot of our founding fathers had a lot of business, um, a lot of plantations and things of that nature that they made a ton of money from, but. Their wealth was nothing in comparison to the wealthiest of class in Europe and in England. But uh, when they were founding this country, it was based off the perspective of these aristocrats that got together. The ideas on paper were great ideas, but they were still biased and they weren't um, they weren't true to to word. Because the whole argument that like every man was created equally, that wasn't the case back then because women weren't treated equally. I mean, anyways, it's very sexist of a document because it says all men are created equally and not every person is created equally. Um, and then at the same time, you know, slavery was a thing during the, the founding of our of our country. So, but... If you read past all of that, a lot of the originality, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution itself had a lot of good standing in this nation, but they never, I don't think, accounted for the level of corruption that could exist within the system itself. And we're at that point now. We're at a point where I think a majority of Americans would say we need to reset the system. How you would do that, I mean, that's a pretty dark subject because you're talking about like some level of anarchy, some level of, of, I mean, you see other countries that go through government changes and they never happen cleanly. I mean, they always happen with tons of rioting, tons of, of, um, of just dead, like essentially people fighting, for something that they believe in and not fighting with just through their words, but through like violence as well. And so there would be like some level of anarchy and then some new system would get implemented depending based off of whatever, whoever was a winning side. It's just hard to fathom that in this country because of just how powerful we are militarily as well. Uh, and like some people think like it can't happen. It eventually is going to happen. I mean, not like, in, in my lifetime, but if we talk like hundreds of years from now, every big civilization 
has fallen in the course of human history. Every one of them. Every single big um big powerhouse of a of a nation has essentially tanked. And that's our future as well. You can already see the ramifications of like China taking uh um like they're trying to spearhead how far they can push their level of power past America and they have every capability to do it. Their population is four times ours and their middle class out there is, is starting to become more and more uh, an equivalent in demand and if not more than the average American as well. So just due to numbers, they're essentially going to have way more wealth than our country could ever have. And they're really good at stealing ideas and, and implementing it their own ways out there. And so they could essentially skip decades of research by stealing ideas and then just implementing it within their country. And they're doing that really well as well. So, I mean, America won't be the number one superpower for much longer. That's probably going to change in my lifetime, which is just crazy to think about. But this country really needs a change. And it. I used to think that it, it could happen through winning a congressional seat or becoming president, it's not going to happen. There's too much uh, bureaucracy. At this point, the easy way for me to handle things is just to live out in the middle of nowhere, let the world tank, not know about what's going on around me, and just enjoy whatever bit of life I can have in my little piece of land um, where I, I like essentially like everyone there just lives a self-sustaining life off the grid and away from people. But I just like watching the debate today. Just, it hit me. It was like, there's no hope for the system. There really isn't. And you could look at it and be sad, but I kind of laughed when I got, when that realization hit me, I just laughed. I was like, you, you have to laugh. If not, it's very sad. But I was just laughing the whole time watching the debate and just the, when this realization hit me, and I was like, I need to focus on this, this self-sustaining idea, Project Green. I need to get off the ground because I don't know how much longer I can listen to and view the level of corruption that exists in our current politics. But either way, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. I know it was like a darker subject, but not really in a sense that I didn't portray it that way. Um, and I still recommend to everyone to go vote. Um, but, and I'm going to always vote as well. But there is, there's starting to come to that point where I can't even believe for myself, I'm saying out loud that I'm very cynical about what my vote even, like, does it really matter ultimately? Probably not. I'm not going to like either side for a long time until we have a multi-party system more so than just a two-party system. But when that happens, I'll appreciate being uh, um, a voter and I won't find politics as humorous as it is right now. But As always, thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys mañana. Peace.